You have been led to believe that everything you have experienced isn't real. That there's an explanation. But what if they're wrong? What if something has reached out to you from beyond? Let me tell your true stories. Let me tell them. Until they all believe. Hi, welcome back to Paranormal and Supernatural True Stories. On today's episode, we have three amazing stories, and two of them are encounters on the way home from work at night. I'm betting a lot of people see some strange things late at night. One thing to keep in mind, though, and I'm not saying this to take away from anyone's story, but it is known to be a fact that we lose some of our depth perception in lower light levels. Let's say you have a six foot mannequin and you place it by the road during the day. Then ask people how tall the mannequin is as they drive by. Well, they will likely be pretty close to the actual height. But if you wait until evening, you will get different answers. Now move the mannequin back 20 feet and in the dark with just a flash of light from your headlights, your depth perception is usually way off. Therefore, size may be a bit hard to judge. In the first story, though, May has a gas meter to help her judge the size of the thing she saw. Okay, so with that being said, let's dive into our first story that I have titled Snow Beast. Hi, my name is May, and I live in southwestern Pennsylvania. This encounter happened to me back in 2014. I was, at the time, working a shift that I would be driving home at 3 a.m. One night, it was snowing, and it was really coming down. In my area, they don't salt or scrape the roads until around 4.30 a.m. before school and work shift starts. So, I was on my own. I had four-wheel drive, and I wasn't really concerned. I do love driving in the snow. My drive home was mostly rural area, some houses here and there. There was roughly eight inches of snow and absolutely no traffic. The roads showed no sign of any vehicles before mine. In some places, I had to really slow down because you couldn't tell where the road ended and the ditch began. So I was going along maybe 10 to 15 miles per hour most of the drive. It was spectacular and beautiful. It was one of those nights where you didn't even really need a flashlight as the snow itself lit up the land. I was really enjoying the calming drive home when I came upon the quarter mile straightaway. It was a totally straight stretch, very level, and you could see everywhere here because there were a few large homes and they kept their lawns perfect. It was like a wide open snowfield, and I was having a very hard time staying on the road only because, as I said, I couldn't see the road. Movement caught my eye to the left. What the hell? Was is that a person? I thought maybe maybe they needed help. So I slowed even more, crawling. I see a figure. The snow was bright, but not bright enough to make out any detail. It was like a silhouette. I put my window down and said, Is everything okay? No answer. And the figure stopped moving. 
I wasn't sure what to think, especially with no response. I was watching the figure, and I realized that it was getting bigger, which, to me, meant it was coming toward me now, instead of going sideways across the lawn like it had been before. Yes, yes, it was definitely coming toward me. I began to get nervous. If I needed to escape quickly, I knew that I couldn't because of the road being covered with snow. I pulled my gun from my purse and laid in the console. It was closer and still getting taller and larger. And it was appeared to be dragging something. It was hard to judge how far away it was. And then I noticed the gas meter by the side of the driveway. This this thing was not human. No, no way. It towered over the gas meter and was now way too close. I steadily hit my gas pedal until I had good traction and got away as fast as I could. The hairs on my neck on edge. I watched in the rearview mirror as I could, but I had lost sight of it. I, I think I was terrified to see it bounding up the road toward me but it never did. I was so glad to get home. I was actually shaking when I unlocked my door. The next day, on my way to work, I pulled over at the spot by the gas meter. I had to see if I could see any footprints. So naturally, in PA, it can snow, rain, and be 50 degrees all in one day. And this was one of those days. Most of the snow was gone, and what wasn't gone had been rained on. I could see a slight trail where it had dragged whatever it had, but not really any prints. I went to the gas meter, and it was chest high on me. As I said, that figure was towering over the meter, at least by half. I estimated possibly around eight feet tall. Then I turned, and on the back side of the meter was a dead deer, a very freshly killed deer, and killed in a way that I believe is unusual for this area. It looked like a large predator had ripped out its throat, and only that. I don't know what I saw that night, but I can tell you that I don't think it was a black bear, and I don't think black bear can walk like a human for a long distance like this thing had while carrying a deer walking on its hind legs. I don't know what I saw, but I know it scared me. I've traveled that road for over 20 years and have never seen anything like that before or since. I thought I would share this since either way, paranormal or not, I will never know. And the experience made me think twice about the existence of things that might be out there walking around at night. Thank you. Wow, May, this was a scary experience, and I do thank you for sending this one, if for no other reason than to provoke thought, like you said, about what is out there at night. I live in Southwest PA myself, so hello, neighbor. I agree, though. I, I don't think it's possible for a black bear to walk on its hind legs for a long distance while carrying something. I've seen black bear, and they do stand to see better or to intimidate especially if it had food with it and you yelled at it, it would have probably charged you. I would think a black bear would get a little defensive over its food. 
I don't know what you saw, but I do thank you again for sending this story. You guys, be careful out there at night. The next story is a late night experience sent in by a listener named Shelly. Let's get into Shelly's bizarre story. I have titled this one, Mystery Glitter. Hi, I'm Shelly. My experience happened around 2019. I am from Southeast Ohio and I was working at a restaurant that closed at 11 p.m. And then we had to stay afterwards every night for cleanup. So I would be driving home around midnight to 1 a.m. depending on how busy we were. I was driving on a road that went past a small group of homes. The front yards of some of them were a little unkempt, grass a little high, and the shrubs like not trimmed ever. And I was going around 30 miles per hour because a cop would sometimes sit on the other side of the houses. So I know I wasn't going much faster than that. As I approached the first house, I noticed something in the shrubs by the road. At first I thought it was lightning bugs, but then I noticed that there's no way. No way there are gold and white lightning bugs. And these were extremely tiny, like little sparks of light, just flittering all about around the shrub, inside the shrub. They were everywhere. It was amazing. It looked like glitter was being drizzled over top of this bush. So I stopped and then backed up. Curiosity got the best of me. I had to see what this was. After I had pulled back far enough to see the whole shrub again, I saw nothing. What? So I backed up farther to recreate my former approach. Maybe it was my headlights playing a trick on me. I went way back till I could no longer see the shrub. And then I tried to match my speed from before. As I approached the shrub, I saw nothing. Well, what the hell was that I wondered? Oh, well, I started questioning whether I had even seen it at all. And yes, yes, I did see it. I know I saw it. I glanced in my rearview mirror and there they were again, zigzagging and flying all around the bush with their gold and white lights. Keep in mind, there is no light source nearby. This is a dark area. The next day I walked by the house. My curiosity was piqued. I checked the shrub for wires, for lights, and there were none. What the hell was it I had seen? Has anyone seen anything like this? Thanks. That's a pretty cool story. And I have never heard or seen anything like this. Truly amazing. And I, for one, am speechless. I don't even know what to suggest here. Can anyone comment or email me about any similar experience? Email at mytruestory at myyahoo.com. Shelly, I will say I love how you played detective and recreated the moment with your headlights and also went to investigate the next day, just like May did in our first story. Good job. And thanks for sending this story to share with us. The next story is a real trip. I have never heard anything close to this in my whole life. It really makes you think about what exists technologically that we don't know about. Let's dive right into Mike's story that I have titled, The Rock Man. 
I'm not sure where exactly to start my story. I've never written anything like this in my life, so any help with editing is more than welcome. I'll start with my name. I'm Mike, and I'm in my late 50s now. I never thought I would be writing all this down one day, but when I heard your podcast, I thought it was the perfect place to put it. And by that, I mean like to shelf it. This experience has always bothered me tremendously. I was in my late teens when this happened, and I've spoken of it only once since then. It's just such an impossible experience. If someone told me this story, I would wave my hand at them and say, come on, get real. You know what I mean. But I swear to you, this happened. There was a small group of us hanging out, me, Jeff, and the oldest of us was Max. We lived in the country, and there wasn't a lot to do, so we would ride dirt bikes out to the slate dumps and hang out. Sometimes we would fish. Sometimes we would have some beers. But this particular weekend, we decided to camp out. There were only three of us, plus Max's dog named Chief. We set up camp, built a fire, had a few beers, but not too many, because we really just wanted to get up before sunrise to go fishing. It was a relatively calm night and the skies were clear. We hid our sleeping bags shortly after sunset, roughly 9.30, and all was well. I don't know what time I woke up, but I heard something. It was the dog, Chief. He might have been growling at. It sounded like someone was yelling for help, but from far away. Help me. I could barely hear it. I woke everyone else and said, hey, hey, you guys, you hear that? Help me. Do you think someone needs help? We all listened. And yes, there it was. Please help. Someone needed help. We all jumped up and got dressed, grabbed some gear and told Chief to go find. Chief was a master at go find. We all played hide and seek with him for years. Chief bounded through the woods and we all followed, stopping occasionally to listen if we were getting closer. Yes, yes, there it was again. We yelled, we're coming, hang on, we're coming to help you. Can you hear us? Nothing but silence, nothing but the woods and the sound of us catching our breath. Hello? Help me, please. We slowed our pace as we thought we might be getting near the person. And Jeff said, what the fuck is that? He stopped and pointed to the left of us. Chief hung back and started whimpering. He wanted to leave, but wouldn't leave us. At first, it just seemed to be a very faint glow. But as our eyes focused, it was more of a shimmering glow, like light you would see underwater, maybe, except this was coming from the side of a stone-faced mountain wall. We approached it slowly. We weren't sure what to think or even say to each other, and we were silent. We were about 30 feet away from it. The light was very faint, but it was there, right into the rock. And you could not only feel, but could actually hear what sounded like electricity coming from it. It was like 
a TV screen that kept fading in and out. That's when I noticed the hairs all over my body standing on end, like static electricity all around us. I was the first to speak, and all I could think to say was, Hello? And instantly, a man's voice came through the shimmer. Hey! Hey! Hey, you can you help me? I'm stuck in here. Please, get me out. Well, we didn't even know what that thing was he was stuck in, but we did have some rope, so we were like, hang on, okay. We tossed rope into the shimmer, and it bounced back at us. We asked the guy in there, how can we help, and what is this thing? He said, wait, wait, you guys really don't know what this is? We all said, no, man, what the fuck is this? He said, almost, with what sounded like he was crying, just go on then. You can't help me. Just go on. I'll have to wait. Oh, God, why? His pleading gave me the shivers. I mean, we were right there. Why couldn't we try to help? None of us understood. Jeff said, hey, dude, listen, we can go get help. We'll get you out of there. And then, then the shimmer was gone. It was just gone like it had never been there. We all ran up to the stone wall and it had a most bizarre smell. Like nothing I can really describe. Maybe like burnt toast mixed with cordite. I I don't know. The smell was unique. Max reached for the stone wall and I grabbed his arm and said, what the fuck? Why would you want to touch that? Well, what's gone now? Chill out, dude. He jerked away from me and placed one hand on the stone and then jerked back. His palm was burnt from the surface. Son of a bitch, he yelled. Then he showed it to us. Holy shit, dude, your hand is totally blistered. And it really looked bad. The weird thing was you could hold your hand super close and not feel any heat at all from the surface. We started making our way back to camp. We needed to get home so he could get treatment for his hand. We were reluctant, I think, to talk about the dude in the rock, but we did many times with each other. We just couldn't wrap our heads around what we had all seen. We reported that a man may need help up in the mountains. When they asked us further questions about his situation, we kind of stammered around and said, well, we thought we heard someone yell for help. We also told that his hands were burnt from cooking. I don't think people really believed us, like they sensed we were holding back something. But we were old enough to know that nobody would believe that we saw a man in a rock wall. After some searching the next few days, they found nothing and everyone thought we lied. When we were older, say in our early 30s, we got together for some lunch and beers. Of course, the event came up. We discussed that would it be possible that it had something to do with time travel? Maybe some kind of alien activity? The time travel idea got to me and stayed with me. Ever since that conversation, I believe that guy was a time traveler and he landed somewhere he shouldn't have. And the reason I stick with that one is because of what he said to us when he said, you guys don't know what this is, then you can't help me. As if we needed the knowledge of that technology to assist him. 
maybe knowledge that we just haven't figured out yet. I don't know. Please let me know what your opinion is and thank you. Well, Mike, I can certainly tell you this story is a mind bender. I am left nearly speechless after reading it. And I can tell you that doesn't happen to me too often. I had to seriously contemplate what I had read and then I had to read it again. I feel like maybe your idea of time travel could be more valid than anything else that I could come up with. I would love to know if anyone else has had an experience like this. If you've had a paranormal experience or of any kind, please send me your story at mytruestory at myyahoo.com. I wish we could know more about this story. This one will bother me for a very long time. So thanks, Mike, for sending this amazing experience to me. Truly. Don't forget, if you want to support my show, please subscribe to it over on patreon.com under paranormal and supernatural true stories once you subscribe you will have access to all of my shadow files episodes as well and there are some amazing stories over there i appreciate everyone's support so very much hey until next time and as always peace love and bye for now thanks for being here today hope to see you next time on paranormal and supernatural true stories. Will your experience be the next one I tell? Send all communications and stories to my true story at myyahoo.com. In the meantime, leave the lights on.